Hello and welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today's episode is a true testament to resilience and transformation as we welcome our guest, Yusuf Sheikh, a property investor who has mastered the rent-to-rent strategy and now shares his expertise through coaching others. Yusuf's journey is one of overcoming adversity, from a troubled past and a brush with the law that resulted in a three-year prison sentence. Yusuf has not only turned his life around, but has thrived, showcasing the power of mindset and determination. In our conversation, Yusuf shares his experiences from the pivotal moment during his time in prison that sparked a change in trajectory to dispelling myths about life in prison compared to the movies. We delve into the practical aspects of the rent-to-rent strategy, discussing entry barriers, how to pitch rent-to-rent to landlords, earning potential, and the types of individuals best suited for this approach. Discover why Yusuf is passionate about coaching others, the importance of a strong work ethic, and much more. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, we kindly ask for your support by giving us a follow and a five-star rating. Your feedback is invaluable and fuels our drive to continually enhance and improve week after week. But without further ado, let's dive into this enriching episode. Enjoy. Yusuf, how are we? I'm doing good, Yusuf, man. How are you doing? You're right, yeah? Thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on board, man. Looking forward to it. So as we start all of the podcasts on Elevate Your Potential, I always ask the question to start with, what does reaching your full potential mean to you? Reaching your full potential, for me, I would say it probably means um not really capping or limiting yourself to what your full potential is because there man there 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 is no limit to what can be done and i think that's that's like the power behind well that's the key for me anyways Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so for people that don't know you i know you've got a a decent sized social media presence and obviously you you've got your own podcast and Mm -hmm. you've also been on a few podcasts but for anyone listening can you give a little bit of a little bit of background on yourself yeah, sure. I would, I would say I've got a decent, I mean, I've got a pretty small following still, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, of course. So um, obviously my name's Yusuf. I, um, I'm involved pretty heavily in the service combination, Airbnb space. Um, got involved in property, I would say about, what, three years ago now? Um, and got started off with the rent-to-rent strategy and did pretty okay with that. Moved on to the coaching side of things. Um, we're heavily focused on that right now. And as of now, we're looking to continue to build and grow our property portfolio and build it to the moon and back man so that's what we're currently doing right now nice why did you choose you know rent to rent as your as your strategy and actually what is rent to rent okay cool so rent to rent is when you uh rent a property from a landlord and then you sublet that property out um for a profit so this could be through you know you renting out each of the individual rooms to individuals or just renting out the whole place as an airbnb so when i started out i did um hmos which is, you know, renting each of the individual rooms out. And then afterwards, I moved on to Airbnbs and service accommodation just because there was just more money to be made with that, man. So yeah. that's that's how I got started with it, man. What was life like as a as a young user? You know, go back a little bit just before the business, just before the recent success. And, you know, what what did life look like for you before before that? Life? Um, it, it didn't look the best. I'm going to be honest with you. I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done. Um, I was, you know, not keeping my nose too clean and <laughs> I, um, I ended up like, um, obviously I was on the streets. I was doing like, I was involved with a lot of drug related activity from 
pretty much a young age and I'll say at the age of 19 is when I actually sat down um, to do a prison sentence. So I got sentenced to three years and seven months um, for drug related offences. And um, I came out when I was uh, 21. So I came out when I was 21 and when I came out I was just super lost um, and didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life and just really did what everyone else told me and just got a job. I uh, started working, I just started doing different things really but I got in, involved in construction, started working in the railways but it just wasn't for me, man. I can't yeah. lie to you, man. But at the same time, I didn't really want to go back to do what I was doing before. You know, so, uh, you know, I was looking at different alternatives. I looked at, you know, buying and selling cars, mm. eBay, drop shipping. And then, you know, I think I think it was through like a Facebook ad where I come across the world of property, man. And that's where it all started. It probably started like, what, late December 2019? Yeah, December 2019. That's, that's when I like, first come across this. That's crazy, man, because to see where you are now, how, how old are you now? I'm 28. So I would say that that's pretty quick um, success or quick to turn your life around the way you have. You know, was it a blessing in disguise those two years in prison, do you think? Yeah, um, no, that's a good question, man. I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to think so 100% because I've got friends around me that I grew up with that, you know, were out of that time and some of them are doing like, you know, 30 year sentences. Do you see what I mean? And 100%, like, I'm, could that have been me? I don't know, maybe, you know, um, when you're living a certain lifestyle, you know, you're not really, anything can really happen and you can't really, you can't forecast all sorts of things. You know what I'm saying? You just got to act when it comes and 100%, man, I think, I think anything could have happened and I think, you know, by me kind of being out of the way, even if it was in prison, um, I definitely think it was a blessing of disguise just because I think it could have been a lot worse mm. um, if it wasn't that as well. So 100% man. So for someone that, that doesn't know what it's like in prison, what is it like in prison? What's it like? I'll say, I mean, it's not, I don't know. I feel like it's not what most people think. Mm. It's not like a, a place where it's, you know, so scary and it's full of like these guys that just want to, I don't know, they don't want to rape you and you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like everyone's just, I don't think, I don't, it's really not that to be fair. Don't get me wrong. You have to, I feel like in certain situations, like overall, not even certain situations, you have to carry yourself a certain way. You have to carry yourself a certain way. You have to obviously, you know, um, for me anyways, like I feel like I have to carry myself a certain way and just so like I would be not portrayed a certain way, but just for people to know like, okay, like this isn't, you know, he's not just a, you know, a little bitch, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, even for people that are like quiet, humble, timid, they're, it's cool, man. There were people there that, you know, they were in there for white collar crimes and they were just, no one really bothered them. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's not, I feel like it's not really what people like that have watched these movies, these yeah. American movies and you know what I'm saying? I don't, <laughs> it's not that, man. It's, a, it's just a big waste of time in my opinion, man. It's just a big, it's just like, it's, time just stands still because you, you go in jail, everything just continues on but you, your time has just stood still. And then when you come out, that's when time continues again. So what, what are you thinking those two years in prison? Are you thinking that you're going to get out and you're going to, you know, turn your life around and, and do something? Or are you still in that mindset of like anger or like what, what, what's the mindset in there? Because obviously you've turned your life around as you've came out of prison, but why have you been able to change your life around, but so many others that come out of prison aren't able to? No, that's a very good question, man. I, feel, I think it's because of the up, upbringing I had as well. Um, obviously, you know, I know I said I wasn't really keeping out of trouble or anything like that, but I actually, you know, I actually had a very, very supportive family. Um, you know, both parents had, I had like, I'm the youngest sibling. I've got about six older brothers um, and they pretty much all 
you know, took care of me when I was growing up. They they kept me more open-minded about different things. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they always try to lead me to um, a much more straighter path. And, you know, and because of that, I'd always just kept an open mind when I was younger and, you know, try different things. And, you know, just, yeah, like just, just, I just knew that there was more to the world than, you know, what most people portrayed it to be. And I give massive credit to that too, obviously my family and, mm. you know, that, that I was, I'll say hundred percent that's, that's the reason why, or oh, that's a big part of the reason why I would say definitely. I love that man. Cause I've, I've got a huge family as well, um, Middle Eastern background. And, you know, the thing is, you know, if you're a man, it's like, we're going to have all the kids, all the kids, we're going to have a big family. It's like, we got to keep going until we get a boy. You know, that, that's like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the culture. Of course. And, um, you know when there's one person in the family that's a little shit which was me yeah a hundred percent when you get older and you've had all these people that have been backing you you know sometimes you have a chip on your shoulders to like prove them prove them right and you know and actually do something because you know when you got a big family like letting letting down your family is worse than letting down anyone else right letting down yourself letting down your family so no, I love that answer, man. Yeah, that was a big one to be. I even forgot to mention that as well. Like, because the, they had such high expectations of me, and like they 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 always kind of like ha, like put that on me. Do you see what I'm saying? And the fact that I went down so low and I just let them down, it was always it was always inside of me to be like, nah, man, I can't, I, I I can't like do that to my family type of thing. You know what I mean? This just wrong friendship group, wrong, you yeah. know, just standard. You know, it starts off with one thing and then it moves into this group and this group and then before you know it you're dealing and whatever yeah yeah exactly man exactly exactly no, big respect for uh for being honest and transparent and i think we'll get into it later but that's probably a, a big reason that people are backing you now especially within business because they see your transparency so i appreciate respect. that man um last thing on this that i just wanted to mention or I'll, I'll bring up and get your thoughts on it's like so i reckon it's more that you've got to want to change as well because like going back to the people that are in prison and then they come out and they go back in and they go out and they go back in they just don't want to change i think mm. you know that lifestyle's for them and the people that do change probably always knew that that wasn't the lifestyle for them mm. so yeah I, I see i see no i agree i agree i think um like if people they don't really have that because the thing is like people I don't know. Do people want to? A lot of people want to. I feel like people, everyone that's in jail wants to change, of course. Yeah, yeah. But do they have the? I mean, it sounds a bit cliche and cheesy, but do they have the the desire, the hunger, and the mm -hmm. the, the determination to do that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just, you know, they're creatures of habit. They just do what they know, you know. And that's, I think, even with the um, with uh, stats that you know um record. Okay, if people go into prison, like on average or what are the stats showing how many of them on average return and i think it's probably about 70 yeah. percent, something like that do you see what i'm saying so I, I get it man i get it. you know being creatures of habit if you've always done that your whole life that's all you know do you see what i'm saying so it's very hard for you to open up your mind to a different world and you know do different things because you know you've never you've never really been exposed to that sort of life yeah and also i think <clears throat> the motivation right when you are um in that place that you were in, a big motivation could have been money. Is that 100%, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously when you've got out of prison and you realize that you can actually make more money, but legally by running your own business. And it's like, hold on a second. Like if that's what I was chasing, 
I just need to find a way that I can do it. And that's what you've done. You've kind of taken that motivation and you've just built a business around it. That's, you know, obviously thriving. Appreciate that, man. Um, how do you deal with any of the stigma that comes your way? Um, well, as in like, oh, this guy's been to prison. Oh, you can't trust him. <laughs> He's a in, ter in terms of business, yeah. Um, I don't really get that. I don't really get that much stigma to be fair. If I'm being, I haven't really like not. I mean, on the, I mean, if it's on social media, then yeah, you're gonna obviously come across trolls and that. But yeah. outside of that, nah, I haven't really. Because obviously, I, I make it. I make it known, man. Yeah. It's not like people. It's not like I hide it and then people find <laughs> out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. like I'm I'm full front with it, man. I feel like people. They, they they respect that because I'm so transparent about it. I feel like the people that wouldn't, that would be put off by that, we wouldn't, there's no conversation to be had. You sure what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a big reason why I haven't really come across any stigma really because I'm, I'm so transparent about that, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So let's get back into the, into the rent to rent stuff. So <clears throat> rent to rent gets a, I'd say a bit of a bad rap at times. Um, a lot of coaches and a lot of mentors are always going to trash other people's strategies because obviously they want to sell their own. And now that you've dipped into the coaching side, especially for rent to rent, mm -hmm. um, what's your honest assessment on, on that as a strategy for cash flow, for, for building wealth and to getting started in property? I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, cause obviously if I answer it, he'll be like, oh, of course he's going to say that because he <laughs> he teaches. But no, genuinely, I think it's, you know, that's why I got started off. You sure what I'm saying? That's how I got started off with it. Um, You know, it took me to a certain level and then from there, I just continued building on and building on. So I can see the power behind that. And not just not just for me, obviously, I've, I've, I've got, you know, I've got certain students I'm working with. Like, I'll give you an example. I've got one of my uh, students, her name is uh, Lauren and Leon. Um, they're a couple and they got started off um with us probably about May last year. So from then to now, they've taken on like what? Their business is doing five figures a month, put it that way, mm. from, from then to now. And they, they started off with rent to rent. So yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm seeing this, man. So for me, if you're asking me, oh, well, what's your opinion on it? You know, is it really what people make out to be or is it just all a hype? Like, don't get me wrong, there's a, lot, there's a lot of hype involved. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people put it out there to make it seem as though as, not as a get rich quick scheme. To be fair, some people do make it seem as though it's that. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people do paint it with a certain brush to say, look, if you get involved in this, you can make it happen super easy. Obviously, that's not the case. It's a business like any other business. But in terms of the possibility, the potential behind it, obviously, if you're good at doing it correctly and you're approaching it the right way, it's massive, man. Yes. I think, I think you used a good word there for rent to rent. Oh, this is my opinion. You might, you might disagree. But you said business. Mm. Do you think it's more of a business than it is an investment? 100%. When it comes to rent to rent, hundred percent. It's more because I think, hundred percent. Because with an investment, like you're, you're, it's not. With most investments, it doesn't require um, your um, your time and effort to actually, you know, um, make it work. Like if I were to invest in, if I were to invest, buy a buy to let right now, um, standard buy to let and get a normal tenant in there, again, a stage and manager for me, it's an investment. I'm not doing anything with it. Do you sure what I mean? I, I guess one could argue as well that you can do that with rent to rent. You could just, you know, be a hands-off investor. You can give it to a management company and they can do your thing for you. Yeah, you can do that, um, but most people don't. So, yeah, so I, I would argue it's more of a business than an investment, although there is some room for you to make an investment if you're taking that down that route. Yeah, is that because there's less cash flow if you were to outsource everything for a rent-to-rent? 
And obviously the idea of rent to rent, because you're not retaining the asset long term, is obviously you want to maximize the cash flow. It's, the, it's that, but I feel like for me, it's just more control. Mm. As in like, you're, you're starting a business, the way I look at it is you're, you're starting a business, but you're giving someone else to manage that business for you. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So you're not responsible for the success of it. You're not responsible for the growth of it. Um, you're not responsible for everything, anything really. Because if they, if, they, if they do, you know, if, they, if you've got a shit management company and they're really bad and not making you no money, you're, you're gonna, like, you can't control that because you're not in control. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas if it, you can't really do that with buy to let because it's just, what can go wrong with, I mean, I'm not saying nothing, nothing can go wrong with a buy to let, but it, it's not, it's nowhere near the amount of things that can go wrong with a reverence rent, if that makes sense. Yeah. So for people that are wanting to get into it, <laughs> I see a lot of people that want to get into deal packaging, rent to rent, all the plethora of, um, of strategies. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to tell people who it's not for. Yeah. Because the amount of people that get into deal packaging and there's certain buzz phrase, like buzzwords, phrases that kind of wind me up a little bit with minimal time and minimal effort. Mm. What's your response to that? I mean, I get it because you get people that are out here selling courses um, that paint it out to be that. So, and that's why, you know, when it comes to coaches, mentors, you know, they get a bad rap. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, this guy, all he does is sell courses. He makes money from courses. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He yeah. just sells. And I get it. I get it, to be fair. I do get it. Um, but, and obviously where, where I see that, I, I try to do my best to not be like that in a sense to where we're showing people like, we're showing people the reality of what it is. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not just all, um, I mean, is it possible? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's fucking hard, man. So I know, I know people pay you for this, uh, this information. If we're going to give some value to anyone that's listening now, let's outline who rent to rent is for. Let's outline who, who's good to work with you. Okay. So <clears throat> someone comes to you and they say, Yusuf, look, I want to get into rent to rent. Okay. What's the, what's the limit? Let's say, look, I want to replace my income in the next 12 months and I'm making current 2,500 pounds a month. Mm -hmm. All right. How do we get there? Um, well, it depends on a few things. Well, first and foremost, how much are you actually starting off with? You know, so how much is that person starting off with? I've got 10,000. 10,000. Okay, cool. Um, average deal you're looking at, I'll say nationwide, anywhere between five to seven K. So can potentially use that to deploy into two deals, I'd say. Um, once you have those two deals, you've got a few options from there. You can just, you know, focus on those two deals, have it generating you a certain amount of profit and then use that profit to reinvest into other deals. Or maybe you're being a bit more aggressive with it and, you know, go into investors, rent to renters and landlords and maybe offering to manage their properties for them, you know, similar to how estate agents do it, uh, to allow you to scale and grow quicker. So, you know, that's how, if it was, if it was me talking to someone that wanted to get started off with that, um, I could potentially present that to them as an option or I could just say, look, you know, you could invest into two deals, make your money back from that and then just continuously reinvest and just grow and grow further and further. Is that a pretty realistic target or expectation to be able to hit 2,500 within 12 months? 100, that's like, that's, that's nothing, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's nothing, man. Uh, I mean, we, we, we try, we, not even try, we aim to do that in 90 days. Yeah. Not necessarily, let me not say, okay, but in 90 days time, you know, it's we're going to do that 100%. Uh, the idea for us is, look, we get you three deals and collectively those three deals on average should be generating around 2,500 pounds per month. So, and 
hundred percent. That's even within that space of time, is it realistic? Hundred percent because that's like that's like three deals in three months. Mm. Um, in my opinion, that's nothing. Yeah, because there's people out here that's taking on hundreds of deals a year. And would you say that can be done with no network, no no experience, complete beginner? Well, yeah, I mean it can, but it depends. It depends on what right you're taking. If you're someone that's just you know you're saying okay. I want to do this myself. I want to get started. You can do it hundred percent. And that's actually top. When I was on the phone to people, I'm not, I'm not on the phone to people these days, but when I was on the phone to people closing them on the program, I would, I'd say, look, you can actually do this yourself. Mm. Like you can, and you could make it work, but it's just a time thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you want to, do you want to get to the point where you're making, I don't know, 2.5 K a month in 12 months? Or do you want to get there in the next couple of months? That's the only difference. So if somebody doesn't want to rent to rent or source their own rent to rents, I see so many people package on rent to rents, mm-hmm. but obviously, if you're going to be paying five thousand pounds for a rent to rent deal, that's obviously eat- and you've only got a three year contract with the landlord. That's eating into quite a significant amount of your of your cash. So, do you always recommend people to source their own rent to rents? Yeah, hundred percent. I'd only say I'd only recommend people to source or to use a deal sourcer when time is really an issue for them. If they're literally working from eight till nine p.m. Okay. Um, those sorts of hours and we've got zero time then of course you know it's going to be difficult for you. in that scenario it doesn't make sense outside of that you get people some people saying ah oh, you know what I'm really sure, too sure how to do this myself Um, let me just pay someone to do it for me just to give me the confidence and then maybe I'll do it myself later on mm. nah man I wouldn't advise that man I'll say just try look for it yourself man yes it's going to take a bit of time 100% but at the same time and what I think the way I think about it as well is that you're almost relying on other people to grow your business for you because if you're paying someone to find you deals, well, now you're almost relying on that person to, again, going back to what I said before, grow and grow your business. Whereas really true that the responsibility should be on you. Yeah. If it was like you're using them to supplement you, what you're doing, it's like, look, you're, you're again on, you're already taking on like maybe two, three deals a month or maybe four. But if a deal also brings you a really, really good deal, then you don't mind, 100%. Okay. So that's my opinion. What do you reckon the limit is then for rent to rent in terms of, you know, what's what's manageable? Obviously, if you're on your own, and somebody's looking to get into it. Is there a cap where it's comfortable, where you'd almost start thinking, right, now let's turn this into acquiring assets, the cash flow's there? Because obviously, I can imagine it's a, a headache if you've got 15 rent-to-rent units and you're trying to manage every single one of them yourself. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends on how you do it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Um, When it comes to the limit, I don't think, because the thing is, you've got people, you've got some people that have got, I don't know, 20 deals. Yeah. They're happy with that, you know, they're maintaining and then they're trying to get involved with other things. You've got other people that are tr- that have got three hundred deals and they're trying to take on more. You sure what I'm saying? So I, I um I'm I'm not the second. I'm more of the I was more of the first to where when I got it to a certain point, um, I'll say about twenty one, I was like, you know what, it's decent, it's calm, it's bringing me a decent amount of cash flow. Let's see what else can be done. Mm. You sure what I'm saying? And to be fair, you're right. Like you've only got the deals for a certain amount of time and then you know, what happens after that? I mean, if the landlord wants to renew, great. But if not, then you have to find another deal. Where should um, the person listening to this that wants to get into rent to rent, where should they be looking to to find their first one? Um, So, I mean, in terms of platforms, you could use platforms like Open Rent, uh, Gumtree. You could be Spare Room is an okay one as well. Uh, Facebook Marketplace, although there's a few scammers over there on there. Uh, those will be the main platforms you'd want to use to target specifically landlords. With estate agents, you've got obviously Rightmove, Zoopla, um, amongst a few others as well. But those are the platforms you can use. Yeah. And, you know, in terms of locations, 
where should we be looking? Um, locations. I think. Uh, or can it work anywhere? It, it can. I mean, I would say it, for me, uh, the way I see it is, it can work in the vast majority of locations. I think, you know, if I was to give advice to someone, I would advise them to start off relatively closer to themselves, mm. within an hour's distance of where they are. I would say, not to say they couldn't make it work if they took it on three or four hours away. They could. But at first, where you're, where you're still needing to learn the process, you're going to need to be a bit hands-on with it. Do you see what I'm saying? And if you're doing that, we're probably that's four hours away. It's possible, but it's just going to be eating up a, like a whole lot of your time. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's what I would suggest, kind of starting off a little bit more local. Unless you want to go down the management route, then obviously it wouldn't really matter. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that, com- that makes complete sense. And how do you go about having that conversation with landlords then? Because obviously I'm sure that a lot of landlords are going to be like... <laughs> You're going to take this property, you're going to rent it out, you're going to have parties here every night. You know, what? what what's the, what the what, pitch? What's the pitch? Um, The pitch, so I, 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 with me, I would usually approach them and say, look, our main focus is to target working professionals um, or contractors. If it's an area that's contractor, you know, focused, if there's a lot of construction work going on, um, I, would, I would highlight that part more. Um, yes, occasionally would we be accommodating, you know, families, people that are coming to the area for leisure purposes? Yes, 100%. But, you know, the main focus that we're trying to put on this would be accommodating these individuals because they they look to you know stay uh, or book more long term and to back that up I, I would kind of highlight you know what's going on in the area so if I'm looking to target contractors for example I'd be like to I'd be like to the landlord okay look you're obviously familiar with the development project that's taking place where they're currently building you know 15 new town oh sorry 15 uh 1500 new townhouses yeah, yeah. and they're redevelopment the sorry redeveloping the uh city center yeah so that's obviously going to take you know anywhere between six to eight years to complete um so what we're looking to do now we're looking to take on multiple properties in this area we're looking to accommodate you know um how do you say uh project managers site managers occasionally developers Mm. whenever they're traveling back and forth to this area to manage these work projects yeah so that's 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 kind of my pitch if i was to go go down the contractor yeah where have you learned all this then because obviously it sounds confusing and it sounds really um, complex but I know several people in their end-to-end space as well and once you've kind of got the hang of it it's it's much simpler than it looks but where where did you first learn this strategy um for, I'm not gonna lie with with the strategy itself it was where I fe- okay so where, I actually did a course I did do a course it was a three-day course where I first like really you know got more in depth with the knowledge itself in terms of the action itself, um, a lot of it was, you know, through trial and error. Mm. A lot of it was through trial and error and seeing what works, what doesn't. Um, yeah, man, that's that's kind of how I learned a lot of a lot of what I know, man. And obviously later on down the line, working with, you know, individual coaches and mentors to help me level up my game further and further. So why did you, why did you like, why did you want to get into the, the mentoring space? Do you feel like that's your way of giving back almost? I mean... <laughs> Or is it it's your funny. way of helping people that were in your position? You know, I was even I was even planning on getting involved in this. Someone actually pushed me to do it. Um, it was actually someone. It was actually my the first coach I got together with. Um, his name is uh, Ben Ben Walford, and he um, he called me up one day. I was in a cafe, um, just chilling, and then he called me up one day, and then um, he started talking about the idea of you know um, getting started off coaching, mm. and I was like, oh, I don't know, man, <laughs> I don't know, like. I don't feel like I'm that guy. Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, who am I? Um, so the idea was alien to me and I wasn't comfortable with that idea. But he was kind of really, you know, he, he was really, really trying to make me see it a certain way. And I, I did for a bit. I did for a bit. And then 
Um, obviously, I ended up paying him to, to kind of teach me as well, innit? So yeah, like, he closed yeah. me on the call and then I, I think I transferred him like three grand. Um, but then afterwards, I remember I was regretting it, man. I was like, oh, man, what did I do, man? Should have never done that. So I was like, I was very, yeah, I, I was very like reluctant of the whole process. Um, and I was doubtful of it, to be fair. So for me, it wasn't one of those things to where like, oh, okay, I, now I feel like, you know, it's time to step it up to this level now to where I can start giving back. I can start mm. doing more for others. Like, no, nah, it, it wasn't that, honestly. It was more someone else pushed me to do it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting as well with mentors because a lot of people say like, well, why are they teaching if they yeah. are so successful? <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. one that you get quite a lot. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't realize is that most mentors or nearly every mentor has a mentor and mm. they have a mentor. Like they're always just leveling up by people that have been there before them. Mm. Um, I mean, I've got two mentors, one in the property space and one in the sales and marketing. Um, have you, you know, had recent mentors that have kind of showed you the way as well? Of course. I've got multiple mentors as of now. Yeah. Um, I probably well, like four or five different ones. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is like people, yeah, it's a good point you made. People would look at, people will say, oh, you know, this guy's making so much money. Why, why is he teaching? Why does he just continue making money? Why does he have to <laughs> uh, start doing this? He's obviously not making that much money. Um. I mean, the way I see it, it's like, it's, it's, it's a business model. Like for me, I mean, people will say, people will say, look, I want, I want to get started off with this to help as many people as possible. I want to change people's lives. Don't get me wrong, it's good, 100%. But for me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. This is, this was a business opportunity that I spotted. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I, I, I spotted, okay, I can actually make quite a bit of money doing this. I'm not going to be real. Like, at first it was that. And it's still a little bit of that tool now. Obviously it's always going to be that. But then when you actually start seeing at the back of that, of what it's doing for other people, and it's like, wow, okay, like I'm responsible for that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, hundred percent. Like, so so for me, it's both. As of now, at, at first it was just more of the money, and now it's definitely both. See, like, given what I've seen other people achieve from actually getting started off of it and me working with them as well. So hundred percent, because you're, you're effectively helping people change their lives, man. Do you know what I mean? So it does sound cheesy. It sounds very very cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> I know, man. I I hundred percent. I'm going to bring up another word that you're probably going to cringe at, and and so do I. But like, when you talk mindset, um, it's important, man. <laughs> mm. It's it's important. I really do think it is, and I'm not one to be, you know, sitting there on YouTube and like listening to affirmations and like crossing my legs and stuff like that, but. 100% surrounding yourself around people that are wanting you to succeed and that are also succeeding themselves. Mm. Surrounding yourself with people that are that are ahead of you in the game. I think it's so important. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for you, do you, do you, have you had to change your circle of friends? Have you had to, or do you, do you find yourself being able to dip back into those groups, but still be able to be who you are today because for me like i don't hang around with people that used to hang around with once upon a time like i just don't it's not i don't really i don't really see the point in it if i'm being honest with you man like where you know i wouldn't even like the idea of and i see that some people doing this as well like they'll they'll call their friends they'll just talk they'll just talk yeah and i don't know i just find that weird man it's like you're just calling someone and just talking like <laughs> that's so weird like i get it if i was younger but now i just I actually ain't got time for that man yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? So people look at me like I'm weird. Some people for that. I, I mean, I, I get it though. Obviously, people come up differently in that. But now nah, I, I don't really, I don't really hang around with people. I, I was hanging around with. I mean, a big part of that's because obviously, you know, um, the lifestyle I was living once upon a time. But I, I do, I do speak to some people though. Um, and these are, I'm oh not these are many people that are in jail. 
Mm. Um, obviously, just give them that little bit of help, help and support to be fair. But outside of that, yeah. Do you think that? Um, do you think money is a? Do you think mon- solely money is bad motivation? Um, depends. Not necessarily. I think. I think money just makes you more of who you are. In my opinion, I can't remember where I heard that from, but it's so true. Like, if you're someone that's just, you know, um, insecure, and you're someone that like wants to, you know, um, get back at everyone, and you know, show show the world that you're you're the guy, and no one can touch you, no one can mess with you. Like, yeah, if you get money, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, that's gonna inflate all of that. You see what I'm saying? So I, I don't feel like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, in that scenario, could it could it be portrayed as evil? I guess so. I think life becomes a lot easier or your your like emotion towards certain things become a lot easier when you are not bitter about other people doing well. So, you know, like back when I was at school, if I was running the hundred meters and like somebody else beat me and I came second, I'd I'd go home and be fuming. I'd be like, bro, this guy is a dick. He just beat like do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I wanted to win. But then as you get older and you you mature. The people that succeed are the people that are okay with other people winning. And especially in the property space, right? There's enough room for everybody to win. Mm. But you go on these property groups, you you read through the comments and, you know, you always have those people that always want to try and drag you down. But they're the people that are not really doing as well or so well. Yeah. Okay. And I get that all the time, man. I get that all the time. And the comments... Um, I, I, I've trust me, man. I, I get before you know when you hear people say like, I'd hear people talk about so like this is like stars before they talk about social media and how at one point it used to affect them, it used to really get to them, and yeah, yeah. like it, it, it almost like shifted their, it put them in a certain state, like you know what I'm saying. So I never got that, and then until I started going through like seeing what people were saying about me, like yeah. obviously trolls and that. So yeah, I mean it's just it's just people being people, man. Like it's just I guess you can't. You know, if you're gonna do this, you gotta be prepared for what comes with it. So that's kind of how I see it. To be fair, it's hard not to reply with like a a sarcastic comment back, though. Like especially sometimes, like when you click on their like profile picture or something like that, and you're like, I could literally just come back with a one liner here that would just just end you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, you just gotta be the bigger person and just be like, I'm not getting involved in a of course in an online spat. Now the worst is when literally you have like one video, you have so everyone, nearly everyone going at you. That's like, oh man, like you're as well. I there's new people coming. There's always new people coming. I've had a few of those. I've had a few of those. So how important social media kind of been in your your recent success, especially for your mentoring? Because I had a look on your Instagram and you what have you hit now? Like ten thousand followers or something like that. Yeah, which is like you know like it's it's on the way. Um, We've only got 94 posts, which is not a lot, like a hundred posts or something like that. So, you know, what's, what's the secret? Nah, it's just, um, I think I got, I got more than that, man. I think those are just the ones that are showing. Is that just the ones that? Yeah, those are just the ones that are showing. I've posted way more than that, man. Yeah? Yeah, way more, way more. Probably right. a couple of hundred, man, easily. So what's, what's the, you know, because I've seen, I've seen the quality of your content really lift over the last, last few months. Um... It's super engaging. I think a lot of people can learn from it. You, you do this with your hands a lot. And I you're do, like, yeah. <laughs> you're, but when you walk and you speak fast and you yeah. cut all the dead space and I know you're, you know, not a self-portrayed um, media marketing genius or anything like that, 
Um, but where did you get this kind of like charisma and that kind that confidence to speak on camera? Um, it, it, it just it just came with time, man. I definitely didn't start off like that. Hundred percent not, man. I mean, I remember when I first started off, it would take me like an hour to record a one minute video. Mm. I swear to God, like, cause I was making so many, like, oh yeah, it's just, I just couldn't do it. Um, even, even to be fair, like even, even though I am now, it's a, it's a relatively recent thing. And I've been recording for like, since early 2021, mm. like the way I am now, it's, I'll say, when I say relatively recent, I'll probably say the last six to eight months, I'd say. All right. And I feel like a part of that is just be, it's just me just being, it sounds a bit cheesy, but me just being more of who I am yeah. as opposed to being more of what I think other people want me to be, if that makes sense. Like, oh, like, obviously I'm like this property professional, so I got, I got, I can't swear. I'm you know, I can't put a suit on. Yeah, I've got to come across a certain type of. Otherwise, people won't want to work with me. Yeah, you know. So I was, I had that mindset for a long time until you know, pretty recently, I was just like, bro, you know, what? fuck it, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna be, especially with people that are just so like, you know, you get certain people that are just so, they're just so. Pol I mean, I'm not polarizing or anything, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get towards that. I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit, but. You get like I'm using an extreme example like Andrew Tate for example. Yeah. Like you, you either love him or hate him. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. But this guy is a fucking like he kills it. Mm. Like and for me it's like, you know, okay, Andrew Tate he's obviously pissing a lot of people off. He he, he just does shit he doesn't care about. But obviously he just I think he's being himself to be fair. Um, so for me, yeah man, because that that's just kind of how I look at it. To be fair, like I just wanna. As cheesy as it sounds, just be myself, be cool, be chilled, bust jokes. Um, and you know, if people vibes with it, cool. If people don't vibes with it, that's not a problem. Don't get me wrong. I don't just, I don't just like record and say whatever. And then if it goes viral, great. Obviously, I'm more strategic with it than that. Yeah. But with the strategy that I, that I've no that I've no sorry that I know and learned, I kind of complement that with like my my style. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? My uh, approach, my personality, and. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's 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 working a bit. You know what I'm saying? It's working a bit. And it's always a work in progress with content. I mean, I'm still at the the early days of of recording content, reels, long form podcasts. Mm. Um, but the amount of people that go, I can't do it, I can't do it, and then I'm like, well, how many have you put out? And they go two or three. And I'm like, well, that's exactly why you can't do it. Like you haven't tried, and. The biggest response that you always get is, I'm worried about what people are going to think. <laughs> and then it's just like, no one cares. It's like, you go out for a run. Mm. No one's actually looking you at you run. You just run. You mm. go to the gym. Unless you are on the bench press and you, I don't know. Doing like 200 or something. Yeah, yeah. No, no one's looking at you. You know, you, you just, you're just doing you. And I think that is such an important lesson is you've just got to be in your own lane and just like have the have the blinkers on and just just go forward, because as soon as you step out of the lane and, and you worry about what other people think of you, that's that's just a recipe for disaster. No, you just got to do it, man. Like that's the way I say it. Because you're always gonna you're always gonna yes, you, what you're saying is true, but then you're not gonna not think that. It's you, at the start. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you you just got to do it. Like there's no other way. There's no other way to get around it aside from just doing it. Exactly. Is it going to feel, are you going to feel shit? You're going to think, oh fuck man, this person saw it, that person saw it. hundred percent, man. Yeah. You are, but, but. I mean, you're probably like me. Um, when you first started, the amount of videos that are like three seconds long and you like, you start talking and you're like, oh shit. And then you start yeah, again yeah, yeah. and then you do it again. And you're like, oh fuck no. And then yeah. you just start again and again and again and again. And then eventually 
you do just get better at it, don't you, as as you go along? Yeah, hundred percent, man. So that's what I say to people, man. You just gotta like just push past the the insecurities, the fears, the anxiety, because it's not going away. What's next? I mean, what is next, man? Where on to bigger and better things, man. Obviously, growing the coaching business, um, expanding the portfolio, and um, man, just let me see what's next. I mean. Uh, there's so many things, man. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of things. Would you say when you were like sleeping and you wake up in the cell that you would be where you are now? What do you mean? So when you were back in prison mm-hmm. and you you woke up in the mornings and you you know you was lying there, did you think seven years later or eight years later you would be where you are? No, nah, I can't lie. I didn't. I, didn't. I thought I'd still probably be on the roads. I can't lie. I thought I'd still be on the roads um, a bit. Um, but nah, I can't lie, man. I didn't, man. I didn't. Even now, like, because I remember at one point I was thinking to myself, man, if I could just get to the point where I was making 10,000 pounds a month, that would be like, that's everything. I've made it in life. Do you feel what I mean? Like, that, that was like a dream. Um, and I, this was probably at like, what, 20, 2020? Yeah, like 2020 or something. Even 2021, to be fair. Um, but no, more 2020, to be fair. But yeah, like, it's. Nah, I can't lie. I, I did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be able to um, get it. You know what it is? I feel like a big part of it was me trying to prove myself wrong as well. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Because I was like my biggest doubter, my biggest hater yeah. in a way. So there's a part of me that was like trying to fight the other part. I had yeah. my demons. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like to do outside of outside of property, outside of business? Um, you know, obviously as a business owner you it's it's hard to go to sleep and not think about what you have to do tomorrow it's hard to not think about a call that you have to have it's hard to not think about a tough conversation that you're going to have to have with someone because something's gone wrong hmm. how how do you switch off i kind of don't man if i'm being honest with you <laughs> yeah i really don't i'm just i'm just i'm just on man i don't really i don't really do nothing really outside of the business like it sounds weird and it sounds like oh like, this guy hasn't got a life like you know what i'm saying and i guess you're right like I don't, I don't. Like, I just, I just live for really growing and and scaling this and taking it to the moon and back because I know if I do that, um, like, there's, uh, it, it sounds cheesy and I keep saying that, but like, it's gonna have an impact on so many people around me. How do you get mindset though? Because for me, I constantly have to work at it. I'm a, the king at procrastinating. Um, uh, I have like four hours where I'll get so much done. And then I'll have two hours where I've just scrolled Facebook. Mm. Well, you know, how have you been able to, you know, if you were to give somebody some tips that are in my position, which there's going to be many, mm-hmm. how do you focus and how do you put in those long days and how do you have that sort of work ethic that you do? Um, I guess what, I guess I'll start off with talking about how I, I guess how I'm, I'm able to optimize my time in terms of like, okay, how am I making sure I'm spending the most, like making the most out of what I'm doing? Like I, I mean, I try, I track, I track my time a lot. So I actually track what I'm doing throughout the day. So if I'm, if I'm just like, if I just stop, if I'm just stopping working, I spent, I don't know, two, three hours working, I stop for a bit and I stop for like half hour. Okay. Half an hour, I've just, I've just done nothing. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've tracked that. All right, cool. Shit. I need to get back to work type of thing. If I've just, if it's one of those days, it's a rare one, but if it's one of those days where I've literally spent a whole hour just fucking about and doing nothing. That's like, raw. Like, that's just bad, man. <laughs> like, I have, to, I have to know it down. <laughs> Time's probably more valuable for you than it is to most people, right? Because you had time taken away. 
Of course, of course. But at the same time, it's like you know, when you're when you're a business owner and you're um, you know, you have a you have a certain way of thinking. Like you you don't have time to lose. Like you you can't afford to lose time. Do you see what I'm saying? Because mm. there's you, there's so much you need to get done. And that's why I even said before, like when people just when I gave the example was when people call up their friends and just start talking. I'm like, bruv, like how how can you do that? That's so weird. <laughs> like I, I've I've spoken to someone that that one of my friends, like one of, one of my, we got a business relationship, but he's actually a good friend of mine, and he told me he's like, right, don't you just Called up your friends and just chats. And I was like, no, I never do that. That's weird. Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just always like, uh, I'm just always like, but yeah, optimized, like for me, keeping track of my time, that really helps me to hold myself accountable. Um, and what, what I like to do as well, I like to, especially when I'm trying to focus, I like to put a timer um, on, it'll be like mm-hmm. a 20, 30 minute timer. And when that's on, like I can literally cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Cause that time is, is, got, is doing nothing but going down. Mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying so that kind of helps me with it as well man but yeah those are those are some of the tactics that i use to i guess help me better spend my time what do other members of your family do obviously are there any other business owners or are you kind of the only one or is, is a big part of what you're doing i feel like you've maybe still it's almost like you're very upfront and very confident and and very front-facing but all almost like as well that you don't want to give too much away or maybe you you hold something back a little bit and that's why I bring up your family you know is is the motivation as well maybe the fact you've got a big family and you want to support them yeah 100% I mean 100% man like that's you know supporting the people that want supported you like I mean you gotta think as well like people that have a background similar to myself like they get disowned from their family yeah the family want nothing to do with them I only say because, you know, it's nice to have the, the watch, right? It's nice to have the car. It's nice to have this. Um, and like you say, ultimately, that's what it starts at. And then you realize you can help everybody else and the people that you can help. Yeah. And then it's, it's the knock-on effect. And I think, you know, the luxuries and stuff, they just bring short-term joy. I don't have the watch yet. I don't have the car yet. But of course, those things are on the list, right? But I feel like if I chase those... Then I'll start. I'll start doing the wrong things. So I'm very much focused on the process. Mm. And um, a mentor of mine is, like you say about tracking, he's very much like track. Just track the inputs. Make sure your inputs are there, and then we can track the outputs. Mm. Um, because a lot of the time you think you're doing a lot of the right stuff, and then once you've got it written down, you're like, actually, I've just been not prioritizing my time right at all. Even if you think you have. Mm. So it's interesting that you said that you that you track because I need to do it. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like just it's not just working because you can just be doing menial admin tasks that just mean like mm. very little. So you spent all day doing that. Did you really get any work done? Like, nah, you didn't. You know what I mean? So it's the quality as well, which allows you to you know to kind of see okay how much quality work have you actually done as opposed to quantity. That makes sense. So, and yeah, going back to what you said before about like all of, I guess, you know, oh well, yeah, you spoke about the, the, the watches, the cars and shit. I feel like what, like when you, when you haven't had that, you want it so bad, mm. but then when you get it, you just think like, shit, like, is this, is this it? Like, it's just, uh, for me, like, it, I can't like, I, I've got to the point right now where it, it means nothing to me, man. Like, I don't really care about it, to be fair. Um, even this watch, like, it's just, it's not even, it's not even that expensive, to be fair. Mm. It is not that, that much of an expensive watch, but Yeah. So before we finish up, what's the, what are the, the three key points to change for you? 
you know what if you can anchor anchor three things to the catalysts of change mm-hmm. from where you were to where you are now what would those three things be three catalysts of much of change um i think just um one of them just being my like um my because I, I had a way of thinking like I had, a, I had this one saying i used to say to myself to where because I, I used to hate working so much and i used to, I used to tell myself like I, I would rather die literally like i would rather die than than do what i was doing before so it's either this works or like i'll die in it like there's i'm not doing nothing else so for me i kind of i kind of gave myself no option but to make this work um uh so that was definitely a big part of it um and i feel like having that ability to to kind of over overcome yourself overcome your like what i mean by that is the demons yeah i was gonna say that but it sounded it sounded so cheesy i know i know it does but i mean it is is what it is yeah like overcoming your demons and overcoming like the the part inside of you that's just like that's like your worst enemy do you see what i'm saying and for me i feel like i was just so like my ability my ability to be able to do that and how i did that i was just i was just fucking i was just like raw with it i was just not having it man you know these guys are just psychotic and then they'll just be like no no like uh, they'll just and they just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and then like they're just always just telling themselves shit telling them like when i say telling themselves they're just saying no i'm gonna make this happen like no there's no way i'm not gonna make it happen i'm not and they're literally saying it to themselves Mm. and saying it to themselves and yeah man i feel like just just a combination of those things i was talking about right now like really kind of you know because even by you doing that like you by you just let's say you're having like a bad thought you're telling yourself, oh, you're not shit. You can't, you can't do it. Like, just you, there's no point in trying. Mm. Like, I, I remember I learned this one thing, and I think this one thing was a game changer for me. It was, it was the power of thought replacement. Mm-hmm. So when you get like a bad thought coming into your head, you instantly replace it with the opposite. Do you know what I'm saying? And over the, like, obviously straight away it means nothing. Even like when you start doing it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, or it still means nothing. But over time, that that other part of you begins to take over a bit more. It begins to take on more control. Mm. And it begins to dwarf that other part because you're so, you're, you're like, you're just repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. And you're almost just like absorbing it and just making it you because you'll keep saying it. Do you see what I'm saying? And then eventually you just get to the point where it's like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I actually can do it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really can make this happen. And so, yeah, man, I, I, that's the few things that kind of helped out along the way. Thank you very much for, for all your transparency, your honesty. Um, I think it's a rare thing in the property industry at the minute of people that are genuinely being themselves. Mm. Um, so I think people will get some real value from that. Um, I also want to thank you for coming on. So I really appreciate that. So but also, fun. where can people find you? Where can people go for coaching? Where can they go to your social media handles? Check me out on Instagram, man. Yusuf Shake01. Um, that's me on Instagram. Um, if you're on Facebook, pretty much same thing. Uh, TikTok, pretty much same thing. If you want to learn more about obviously everything I mentioned, uh, I've got a YouTube channel where I'm putting out free free content. So if you just type in my name, Yusuf Shake on Google, I'll say Google um YouTube, uh, it'll pretty much come up. So yeah, man, just type in my name on the socials and you'll find me. Respect, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate, I appreciate it. That, man. It's all good.